0: So again, good afternoon. Welcome to Into the Promised Land. Um, I am going to throw this up one more time because I think it should have been recorded. And and as I was saying, this is the season, you know, where God takes us to great change, but that great change brings us to his deliverance and to the answer to our prayers, that manifestation. And I just want to just throw this in there again. Whenever God starts correcting us, he's perfecting us. And he's perfecting us for what he's called us to and in that time when he starts saying i want you to change this i want you to change that," i want you to change this and our house excited about that he's going to always throw that thing in there that you're not ready to change or willing to change or want to change and why is that important and it's the reason why i want to say this because that thing is where the sacrifice comes see giving the thing or doing the thing that you're so willing to do i need you to stop this amen yeah, amen that's amen Okay, and I need you to deal with this thing. I need you to let go. That's where the sacrificial giving kicks in. That's when you begin to sow from that place that goes just beyond where you want to go. You know, I, I noticed, like, as finances would get tighter in my life, I'm a giver. But there are those times I'm like, hmm. How'd you go? Hmm. Like, okay, well, maybe God's like, wait, wait, no, keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. Don't don't try to soften it up now because things feel a little tight. You remember how you got where you are. Keep flowing the way you flow. Yes, Lord. Amen. So it's these times when God is calling you into greatness. He's going to call you to step out of things that you're willing to step out of. But he's also going to cause you to step out of things that you're unwilling to step out. And that's where the sacrifice is. And that's where the blessing is if you pull back, he won't unlove you, but you're going to go around that mountain one more time. You're going to walk around one more time before you enter into the promised land, because now I'm trying to get you to deal with the you that's got you where you are and keeps you where you are. And if you're unwilling to change that, you're unwilling to receive what I've called you to. And even if you receive it, you won't be able to retain it. You don't have the abilities. That's not the message for today, but I figured I'd just throw that in how you guys doing fine great happy good blessed fortunate, highly favored as kwame and his boys would say blessed and highly favored um we are we are blessed we are highly favored and god has been teaching me in this season it's time to act like it um i'm gonna give you the title of today's message in advance so that uh i don't have to try to figure it out i'll try to remember it later the title of today's message is Patience, Patience by Example. Patience by example. Um, God began to talk to me about a few things. You know, Thanksgiving is coming up, and there's so many things um we can be thankful for. And I was listening to um messages on um George Pearson today, and he was talking about, you know, thankfulness opens the door to blessings. It does. It really does um it opens the door to more manifestation the move of god it really does i just don't want us though to be thankful so that we can be blessed i want us to be thankful because we should i want us to be thankful to god because there is so much to be thankful for um yeah there are things to be upset and bothered about in life always in life there's tribulations But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In this world, there's many tribulations. But be of good cheer, he said. Thankfulness is not about what he did. It's not about what you want him to do. Only. I'm not saying it's not that, because it, it is that. It is about what he's done. It is about what you're expecting him to do. But thankfulness for me is about just who he is and who he, and the fact that he came to die and send his spirit to live in me thankfulness is for those things that we don't give value to on a daily basis but really 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 should have value they should be the the cornerstones of our existence and i say should be because i know even myself i can get so caught up in loving god for his hand and not you know loving his heart or his face and um those things are more important because it's the heart of God that made Him send His Son to die for me. Is the love of God that forgives us over and over and over and over and over every day when we decide to step out or we decide to go our own way and do our own thing as Christian and loving of God as we are. You know, this how God is checking us, and we like, yeah, not today, God, not today, and I am. Really being grateful for in this season, I want to be more grateful for God Himself, and not for what He's done or what He does, but just for Him being my God, the the the, the maker of heaven and earth, and yet You cared for me and care for me. Can I get somebody to to agree with me on that with a strong, good amen to that? Because that's a that's worthy of an amen um today i'm in hebrews chapter 12 and talking about patience by example and i want to start at verse one and um verse 11 really sets this up but i'm going to for the sake of time today just start with 12 he said therefore since we are surrounded by so or such a great cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us. We have all these witnesses, even in your own life, we don't have to talk about other witnesses of the faithfulness and the goodness of God. How many you can say, yes, I have witness of the faithfulness of God in my life? How many? How many you can say, yes, I do? So let's 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 just take the, those clouds if we can't take anybody else's. He said of God's absolute faithfulness, let's strip off every unnecessary weight in the sin that so easily and cleverly entangles us, and let us run with endurance and Active persistence, the race that is set before us. Now, I've been talking about patience a lot in this series in time. And patience is huge in this because he said persistence, active persistence. Persistence means you keep going regardless. That's patience. Who understands that? Who bears witness with that being a synonym? You, in order to be so persistent as something, you have to have patience. You have to decide that I'm going forward and I'm sticking with it, and I'm not giving up. I'm persistent. That's that. So that that's that requires patience. But watch this. He says, "But in order to do that, we must strip off." Listen close. Listen close. Listen close. Listen close. Listen close. We must strip off. Say every, not some, every weight in the sin. That easily besets or entangles us. So I wanted us to do take a moment and do some soul searching. I don't want to just skip to that because the sin that besets me or easily entangles me and the weights that hold me are not the same as yours. Everybody has their own. You know the thing that whether it's the temper, whether it's uh, you know, murmuring and complaining, whether whether it's worrying, whether it's doubting. Where it's always trying to take control and run things yourself, maybe all of the above. <laughs> My point is, you know, before God, what the weight is that entangles you. And he said, set it aside. Watch this. Strip it off. Set it aside. Unnecessary weights and sins that beset now or entangle let me let me sit my word down a minute and let's walk through this because that can come off as a very well i know i do this wrong i know i do that wrong i know i do this wrong we're not doing that today not today satan we're not doing that okay what we're doing is saying lord reveal to us what entangles us and besets us because right away you could think, well, I cussed at somebody and, and I did this and I, you know, I, I, I you know. The sins that easily entangle us and beset us a lot of times have a root. Why don't you listen to where I'm going today? We can focus on the action and what we do and never let God expose the root of where it comes from. So while you're continually trying to trim the tree of sin and the waste that beset you from the top and cut off and purge off the behavior, the root of it is not dead, so it keeps reproducing. Who's ready for this conversation? See we spend so much time dealing on the after effect or the fruit that we don't pay attention to the tree. So if I just rip all the fruit off and throw it away, I'm now healed. And God said, but the tree still exists. And if the tree still exists, come on, the fruit will remanifest itself. It'll come back again. Who bears witness with what I'm talking about here right now? i've tried to not do that i've tried to not react like that i've tried to not say that. i've tried i've tried and god was like then you have to bring the tree to be destroyed or torn down oh mm-mm, mm-mm. okay my swing set is tied to that i climb that tree i got a little house up in that tree i do a little tree house okay i don't mind taking food off like, I'm, we're not taking away my tree. That's, that's a good tree. You know how many years it took me to grow that tree? It took me, look, that tree, that didn't grow overnight. It took me 20 years to grow that tree, 30 years, 40 years to grow those defenses, to grow that response, to grow that, you know, the way I deal with this, and the way I hear, to, to, to make my living. You know, you you can't take the tree, Lord. Okay, I'm willing to take the fruit off. Somebody want to have this conversation? I want to deal with that tree, and God's like, "Well, you're gonna have to tear your treehouse down, and you're gonna have to take your swing set off of there. But this, your hammock, got to go. This tree has to go if you want to get rid of this fruit." I told you, I start the conversation with this. When God begins to correct, He begins to correct right down to the root of it. Where is the source? Of this sin that besets you and easily entangles you. Where does it come from? I mean, I need to go see a psychiatrist. No, you need to go before the the, the 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 author and finisher of your faith and say, tell me my first steps and what do I need to do today? And how do I need to deal with this thing that is continuing to pop itself up in my face and in my life? Who bears witness to what I'm talking about today? It's very important to me. And to us that we find ourselves constantly at the feet of the Lord for him to do the revealing. God did not ask you to assist him, take your lab coat off. You're not part of the the hospital. You don't work there. Okay. But you go before him and he will tell you what he needs you to do. And sometimes you go, but that's dumb. I I don't see what they have to do with it. Well, that's why you're still there. Because you always need to see it, and all you can see is the tree that you've grown. You ever heard the saying you can't see the forest for the trees? You ever people people say make that statement they can't see the forest for the trees? How many of you say, I don't know what the heck that means and how that even makes sense? Right? See, people say, hear that saying, they're like, Yeah, I don't know what the heck that means. How many of you know exactly what that means? See? It's weird. Um, me being an analytical mind. As a kid, I started looking into, what do you mean you can't see the forest for the trees? Well, that doesn't make any sense. Because are the trees in the way? So you can't see the forest? I'm sure that's how a lot of people take it. But no, what he's saying is, you can't see the forest for the trees. You're in the forest. And you're so busy looking at the trees that you don't realize that you're already in the forest. You're there. You've already arrived. or you're already there, you're already in the situation, but you can't see it because you're looking for stuff around it when you're right in the middle of it. We sometimes can't get free from the thing God is calling us from because we're so busy trying to find the source uh, where the forest is and we're standing in it. And sometimes God's need to move me from where I am to where he wants me to be means me divorcing where I am. That, that, that tree has to go not just the fruit the tree has to go and in this season god is saying to me the example is you get free by following me to the root of your source let me let me let me let me give you an example cuz i know this is getting a little but just pay attention bear with me Jesus is walking with his disciples. He sees a fig tree from afar off. you know the story. If you don't, you're learning right now. You can look it up. And if you, somebody to look up the scripture and put that in the chat, please do. He's walking with his disciples. He sees a tree from afar off. Seeing it had leaves and figuring it should have fruit at this point, he goes to the fig tree to get some fruit off of it. He sees no fruit on the tree, so he curses the tree. No man eat fruit of you ever again. And then they go on about their business. He comes back, or they come back a couple of days later, and his disciples behold the tree. And if one of you are looking it up right now, and you're, going to, you're going to see exactly what I'm saying. He said, and they acknowledged, ready? That the tree was dried up from its roots. He said, no many fruit of you again. The, the, the fruit could have just fallen off it or it just, the leaves could have just dried up and, and withered. No, it withered down to the root. The, the very source of his existence had to be removed. My God. When God starts to deal with me, because I'm, I'm, you're looking at me like, you're, like you're maybe you don't want this to apply to you. So I'm going to just talk about myself. When God starts to deal with me, about things he wants changed in me, he starts saying to me, I want the root of it. I don't want your behavior to change. I want the root of it to be dead. I want it to dry up all the way down to its source. And watch this. For me, I'm, I'm talking about me, not you, not you at all. You just have nothing to do. I'm, I'm just want to talk a little bit about me and just, this is me. Well, I wanna say I forgive them and I want to say I let it go, but there got I got too many walls of defense that I need to keep up to keep somebody from able being able to make me feel that again. And so there's a level of unforgiveness that I can't step into because then I have to let down walls that I'm not willing to let down. Because it took me a long time to build these walls. I mean, come on, forty years, fifty years to put these walls up. Now you, okay, I finally got to the place. That I can kind of, kind of ignore them, you know, as long as I can keep a distance between me and them. Can can we have a real conversation? And just this is just me though. This is just me. Don't worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. And, and so you saying to me, forgive, and I'm going, yeah, I forgive. And he's like, no, 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 no. If they did that again, how would you feel? Oh no, I forgive them for all that they've done. This don't cover future. This only covers past stuff. We don't want have this conversation, but let's have it. It's a good conversation to have. No, no. I want you to be to the place that you're free and your forgiveness is not based on whether they do it or not because you're so free that them even saying or doing it again does not affect you. Hmm. That means it has to dry up from the root. Hmm. Hmm. So you want to cut my tree down. I want to burn it from the roots. Hmm. Can I keep keep at least the stump so I can sit on it? No. I want it dead from the roots. Hmm. Stripping off every unnecessary weight in the sin or the roots that easily and cleverly entangle you and let us run with endurance and active persistence the race set before us. So the fact that he talks on things that entangle you and then he talks about next running the race before you. Listen close. This is going to be a lesson in lessons today. Think about running a race with stuff wrapped around your legs. He sets the tone of saying the entanglement, Jada's Jada's word, the entanglement wrapped around you keeps you from being able to run the way you need to. It keeps you from being able to endure the way you need you need to watch this with active persistence and endurance so that means your endurance and your ability to persist is hindered if there's still root entangling you you're walking with god You're loving God, God loves you, you're trying to take the next steps into this great destiny God has called you to, but there's some things that still wrapped around your throat, around your ankle, around your arms, around your legs. There's these things that you've learned to tolerate uh, tolerate and put up with, but they still entangle you to the point that you can't run with the patience and the persistence that we need to. So this is what God has been showing me. He said, you know, you're back to being, thinking about what somebody did and being mad again. He told me that just last night and this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then I think about it, I get ticked. He said, yeah. He said, because you made the confession, I have no bitterness, I have no resentment, I have no animosity, I have no joy. He said, yeah, you beautiful. Nice. Peace and prosperity and patience, all the wonderful stuff you saying, and in abundance, he said, got all of that. He said, that's nice that you're speaking that. Watch this. You're listening. Pay close attention. Pay close attention. How many of you have been speaking them things? Wisdom, insight, understanding, knowledge of God, right? He said, that's like watering a plant but eventually it's got to seep down into the root for the plant to grow if the water just sat on top it serves no purpose you're speaking words of the now beginning to go down into the root of you and some of you know what i'm talking about in the season boy it's uncomfortable boy it's starting to something starting to pluck your nerve on the inside and you're like why can't i get it? he said because i need this to be deeper than just a surface change in the surface behavior. I need you to get down to the root of it with me that entangles you and traps you and makes you trip so you can't run with the endurance and the impatience that you need to win. Again, talking about me, you can say, hey, man, I, I receive it if you want it for yourself, but I'm telling you what daddy's been showing me. He said there's a much bigger height that you know you're called to, but the limitation has been roots are now being exposed and the tree needs to come down from its roots. And are you willing to take that change with me? If you're willing to have the roots burn up, say, I'm ready. I'll say it like you mean it. Let make let, let, let heaven and earth and the devil know. Yo, I'm ready for change. This power that's about to be unleashed on each and every one of us. This is powerful. It's happening now. We're there. I know you'll bear witness. Don't, don't. Am I wrong? Do we not all bear witness that this is a season in the time of great things about to manifest? Who bears witness in a spirit of that? You know it, you feel it in your spirit, in your heart. Okay, so God is making us pluck apart every little thing. And when he showed me, I said, God read this scripture a million times, but I never saw that before. That you want to get me free from the things, not that stop you. Your walk with God is still going, but they entangle you and they and they and they trip you up and keep you from running with patience. Well, what, what does that have to do with me running with patience and endurance? Because if you keep trying to go forward and you keep tripping, you get frustrated. You get frustrated, you get angry, and you give up. You, you, I've been trying and trying and praying and seeking the Lord about this for years and years and years. And when is my time? When is my time? When is it going to happen? When is it going to come? I, get, I feel like I keep getting so far, and I keep getting start all over again. What's going on, God said, because you get frustrated. And you get, keep getting tripped in the same areas. But here is the key. Come before me. Let me show you the thing that you may not think is a big deal because it don't bother you. But it bothers the kingdom and my purpose for you. And you keep tripping over it. You keep getting entangled in it. And you can't go where you need to go because you keep trying to fix your outward behavior without letting your inner man be revived, renewed, and set free from the entanglements. Should have called this message entanglements, probably more people would have watched it. But anyway, (laughs) but I digress. Anyway, so let us run with active persistence the race set before us. Looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eye on Jesus, who is the author and perfector or finisher of our faith. Watch this. How do you stop being entangled? You look away from the things that continue to pull you down and you put your focus on Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. Now, I'm talking about patience by example. So watch this. I can have patience by example if I look at Jesus. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne revealing his deity his authority and the completion of his work just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself and consider it all and consider it all in compassion in, in comparison I'm sorry and consider it or with comparison of your trials so that you do not grow weary and lose heart let me read that again because I, I stumbled over a word. Just consider and meditate on him, Jesus, who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. Consider it all in comparison with your trials, so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. Plain English. Take your mind off the things that entangle you, submit them to God, and if you have trouble focusing on him, Think about what he went through. His example of patience. He lived the years he lived on this earth with one issue after another, knowing that he had a goal to accomplish, and that was to save our souls, to die for our sins. And he went through it, and he received hostility and bitterness, and not only bitterness, but even to the death, which the next verse says. To death, he knew he was coming to be killed, not just to be killed. Not to be just shot down the street or put poison in this food, but to torment it, to be tormented, to be, to, to be tortured, to be executed, to, literally to be executed, right? A long, grueling, drawn-out death, knowing that ultimately the goal is our salvation and an inheritance of us as his children. So he's saying, My here's the example. The example is. Don't get tangled up in this stuff. It said he endured bitterness. He endured, you know, shame. He, you know, the, disregarded the shame. Watch this. Let me read that again, just so you see this. Who, for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him, endured the cross. We can walk through the, the details of the cross. Disregarding the shame, he sat down at the right hand of the. Let me. Oh my God. One of the biggest. Areas of unforgiveness for most people, and I speak for myself, is people that make us or try to make us feel shame. If I got animosity or bitterness to anybody, it's because they made me feel some kind of way about myself that I don't want to feel. They said something about me. I don't want people thinking that about me. And they said it, and I heard they said this, and I heard they did that. And he said he he, he disregarded the shame. He just, you know, the 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 the, the wasn't a, um King James said he despised it, but he disregarded it. He didn't let it have weight because he had a goal. He had a plan. He was set to accomplish something, and that accomplishment meant more to him than what people felt about him. What people said about him, how people treated him, how people mishandled him. He said, "I need to keep my focus on what I'm sent here for." Saints, patience by example. When you think it's too rough, you say "Look at what Jesus did." That's Jesus, though. Okay, but you feel with the Holy Spirit. You walking around telling me I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. Ain't nobody trying to kill you and nail you to no cross nowhere. So he's saying this: I need you to be free from the pain of yesterday. This is not a beat beat you up message. This is the message of hope. I need you to be free from the pains of yesterday. I don't care if yesterday is literally just yesterday. He said, but in that something in you needs to be healed and free. It's not just you behaving better when people treat you a certain way or when life doesn't go your way or things don't happen the way you thought they would or should. He said, the patience comes down to you don't get entangled up with the affairs of this life. You submit them to God for him to reveal the root of it to you so that you can run with patience. Patience is the key to victory in every area of our walk. How many of you agree with me with that? That's the key. There, without patience, faith is, has no fruit. So, the key for us as believers in God is we go forward without being entangled. I have had to accept that I have been wrapped up, twisted up, and caught up in even things I said I forgive people for and walk away from. Thoughts come back, and I find myself right back there again. The fruit's right back on the tree. And I have to start all over plucking the food off again. So here's what I'm saying. Run this race by coming before God and saying, God, I'm here and there's history and there's stuff in me that has been built to me that I don't even know about, but I know it has to go. I watch people come to me and I minister to them and I know that God would say to me, now say this. And I say, they're going to shut down right there. And he said, and when they come back to you after going around the mountain for another year and they come back again, you're going to say the same thing again because you're going to see the hardness of their heart. You know the hardness of their heart. They're not willing to die. They're willing to die to what they're willing to die to. Oh, that's good, Lord. But they're not willing to die to what I want them to die to. So it's not just the fruit on the tree the whole tree and everything in it has to go in the roots in the vines and the things that entangle you the pride the arrogance the self-importance what what how i feel about it okay so what that's how you feel about it but how does god see it how does god see you well he sees you bigger than that he sees you above that And he sees you in the destiny that he's called you to. And you being wrapped up and and tangled up in vines and and, and roots and stuff is keeping you from being what he's called you to and keeping me from running the race with patience and, and, and persistence. So I have to step back and say, and you have to step back and say, okay, God, to you be the glory. I can't do this apart from you, but I can do all things to you. So I'm gonna ask us all today, that, to, to, and I'm gonna pray with us. Let us just do it now, let's just pray. Father, we come before you with the sins that easily beset us. And of course we wanna, my mind's wanna immediately go to the things we identify with. But those things that entangle us, that beset us, that keep us from going, that make us trip, Father, you know what they are. And a lot of times it's not the outward behavior, is stuff in our emotions is stuff in our pride and stuff in our opinions is stuff that we've learned our whole life and we stand for and we're willing to almost die for and the only thing we should be willing to die for is you and that's it so we come before you today father and we surrender all of this stuff from the root to the fruit we surrender every aspect of these thoughts and feelings and emotions that entangle us clear it up for us Surrender it to us. And those things that we're willing to let go, just continue to gently prod and pry it from our hand, work it away from us. We are willing to be willing. Give us the willing heart that we need, that we can walk in the freedom that you've called us to, because to be with you and to walk beside you and to see the manifestation of your glory in our life is the most important thing to us. Help us to overcome ourselves so that we can see more of you we must decrease you must increase and we say yes to that right now so in the name of Jesus have your way have your way help us be better we are blessed we are highly favored and we need to walk and live in that not just in our confession not just in our outward appearance but all the way down to the root of us Help us so that we can follow your example of patience. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Let's just take a minute just before him and let's just take it in. Let's just take it in. We are greater, we are bigger, We have a calling that's so much more powerful than what we've settled for. And no, we're not ashamed of beating ourselves up, but we've been awakened. We've been alerted, and we're ready to fly. The tethers have been cut, and we're ready to go and run with patience and endurance. That beautiful race set before us to be by your side, Lord, to walk hand in hand with you through all the things you've called us to in life we're grateful we're thankful I feel the weight lifted off of people right now and even as I'm praying I can feel your Holy Spirit lifting the weight off of people we bless you and we thank you we praise you for it in Jesus name thank you amen and amen um before we stop the message who did this speak to let me see your hand who said this was I needed this today this is just right right where I needed to be good stuff um pride comes before destruction people change that scripture all the time and say pride comes before a fall no a holy spirit greed comes before a fall a holy spirit pride comes before destruction Um, it ruins everything that God is doing for you in this season of your life. Doesn't destroy the work of God because God is consistent and persistent and he doesn't give up, but it definitely destroys the momentum of what he's called us to in that season. And I'm speaking for myself. I've decided not to let that happen in my life anymore. I am not going to be on the outside of my blessings because my pride wants to have its way. And I pray the same for you all. And I bless you and thank you for listening to this word and being a part of this message. In Jesus' name. May the word that you heard bring God's blessings to you.